Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <sighs> Welcome back, beautiful people, to your weekly dose of Who Can Relate. Now, today, I got something special for you. I got something really special, something that you've been waiting on. It's been heavily requested. Drum roll, please. Your girl is back. The queen of the show, the queen of my life, the Portuguese lover, the one who saved me from the streets. My better half, Shay, is on the episode this week. And even more of a surprise, and I think you'll be happy to hear, we're going to be talking about something that I've always seen consistently in the comments, which is, how did Shay become Shay? How does she have so much self-worth, self-value, self-esteem, confidence, security within her own, etc. you name it. And so we dissect all of the above in this week's episode. But some more things too. We're gonna to be talking about a marriage update. We're gonna be talking about a life update. You know, we're gonna we're gonna come with it this episode this week. So before we get into all that, you already know we gotta start with a quote of the day. And this quote is not only fitting for this episode, as you will hear, but it's also very fitting for what the hell's going on in my life right now. Uh, your boy's just been really having a hard time with wrapping my head around change. <laughs> I don't know if you can relate to this or not. As much as I can be an impulsive person and jump before I know I'm going to land safely and I'm very open to change, it doesn't make it easier to do. So, Without getting further into some personal stuff, I just realized that uh, sometimes you have to adapt and you have to adjust, but there is a, a moment in where you have to choose whether to grow from this situation and learn from it, or you're going to sit there and continue to put the finger and the blame on someone else or play the victim role for yourself. And so today's quote is, change is inevitable, however, growth is optional. One more time for the people in the back and for your boy, because again, it's really got to sink in here. Change is inevitable. However, growth is optional. The other reason why I chose this quote for the episode is because you're going to find out, again, how Shay kind of went through her life and, and having these life lessons handed to her. And she constantly stayed consistent with choosing growth during these experiences. So <clears throat> again, very fitting for us. Very fitting for me personally as we speak today. And uh, I'm just curious to see who else can relate to that. And if you can relate to that, this is the perfect opportunity to take advantage of writing a comment on YouTube, letting me know how you feel about that exact quote and or anything from the episode. And if you're listening to this and it's just ear candy right now for you, thank you. I appreciate you. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, even better because you can write a review and tell me how you feel about that quote and or anything else in this episode. If you're on Spotify, well, I don't know what to tell you besides thank you for listening because there's no other way that they allow us to communicate. One more thing before we get into this amazing conversation. As you all know, Shay and I are such advocates for therapy. It is a huge reason as to why we are thriving the way that we are today. 
and that is due to therapy. So one time for the sponsor of this episode and better help. For the regular community, this comes as no surprise as your boy is such an advocate for therapy. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. But the good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? Now I've said in the past that therapy is a place for me to be understood and to also understand, but it can be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, or maybe just not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is that you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. Now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So with a special offer for all the Who Can Relay community, you're going to get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com. So all you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash JD10. That's betterhelp.com slash JD10 to receive 10% off your first month with BetterHelp. So thanks again, BetterHelp, for sponsoring this podcast. And I hope you all take advantage of this special offer. I hope you guys enjoy this episode between Shay and I. It is something that I've been wanting to do for a while since the break. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Honey, welcome back. Thank you. We're back on the couch if you're watching. I was patiently waiting for the invite. No, you weren't. <laughs> you know, damn well that's a lie. You were probably praying. God, please I don't please don't, please don't ask me. Please don't two. ask me. Surprise. <laughs> Not only are you back, but you were, I'm sure, waiting for. No. Uh, People were waiting for you. Yeah, I was back. like. <laughs> Today we're going to just give updates on us. You know what? This is full disclosure here. This is our third reset. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've tried filming two other times and we couldn't get a flow. Chicago was uncomfortable sitting here, laying here, whatever. We just, we just, it's, it's rusty. We're just yeah. rusty. I'm rusty. Yeah, I'm always rusty. Well, if you can't, I'm more, you wouldn't be rusty. But hey, <laughs> uh, we're back on the couch and we're going to just pick up where we left off from season one. And one of the things that I really want to highlight today for sure I want to cover is so many people are just fascinated with how you are you. It's like mm-hmm. funny of a question as that is. It's real. And I know a lot of people not only can relate to you, but really want to get to know how you established yourself from boundaries to self-worth, self-value, et cetera. Um, but let's just dive into really quick a question from... Season one, this is Toxic Relationships, and I am even going to shout out the YouTube subscriber, Fatima. Fatima Shambly, I hope I, I hope I pronounced that right. Here we go. Can you both have another discussion where you go over how you both dealt with triggers and how and what you do to continue your personal growth journey? How do you embark into personal growth? So we'll start with the first question again of how and what do you do to continue your personal growth journey? 
Would you like to start, honey? That's the first question or the second? First. Um, Technically, the first question was, can you have a discussion? So. Oh, I thought it was something with triggers. Um, oh, sorry. Um, okay, so I just got to jump in here really quick because this is something that is either going to be the death of us or something we can continue to laugh about as you are about to find out. So this is the story of our relationship together. I have one experience on the same event. Shay oftentimes has a different experience on the same event and or I hear something completely different and she hears the opposite. So with that being said, in this particular situation, I obviously messed up. I, I thought the first question was, um, can you guys talk about your self journey, self growth journey rather? And Shay's like, no, no, no. They asked about, you know, triggers. So perfect example. I'm like laughing as I'm editing this and I just wanted to hop in and touch on that for a second and I don't know if it's like a typical guy thing where we just have a, a dyslexic hearing on certain things nonetheless uh, thankfully as I joke around but you know in this case it's good that I have detail Vitel if you're new here Shay's maiden name is Vitel so that's one of the nicknames I have for her thankfully she's as <laughs> detailed and can hear very clearly unlike myself at times because it uh it definitely balances us out okay that's it Let's get back into the episode. Do you tell Vitel sticking in here? Yeah, I started to already think of that question, that <sighs> answer. And then you threw me off by saying you were going to go with the first question. And then it was the second question. All I know is I'm not resetting for a mother <laughs> fourth time. So we're going to let this shit roll right now. Can you both have another discussion where you go over how you both dealt with triggers? I could start with that because the first thing that came to my mind was my struggle um, and I was still dealing with it when I met you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we all came from like a rocky past and I've dealt with the cheaters, the gaslighters, all of that. And, and I knew that I was carrying some triggers mm -hmm. with me and, um, can you say triggers again? Triggers. <laughs> triggers. <laughs> it sounds like, like Tigger, like Tony, the, uh, wait, the, the cartoon. How do you say triggers? You just say it really quick. Triggers. Triggers. Yeah. Like it sounds like an actual trigger. Anyways, go ahead. Triggers. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope you lost uh, your train of thought. Yeah, I probably lost. Let's Perfect. reset. Yeah. My ass. <laughs> tell, Fourth tell time, the invisible reset. Team now I can't. To reset. Excuse me. Yeah. I can't think now. You, Honey, see, this is the problem. You said that you realized through people gaslighting you, cheating, et cetera, that you came into the situation with triggers. I still, I knew that I still had them. Mm -hmm. And in the early parts of our relationship, there was a moment where my first thing was I was aware of them. So that's good. You have to be aware that you have triggers. Not everybody knows that they have triggers. Um, and so I, I had the awareness and there was moments that certain situations would happen and I would have to ask myself, is this... Am I feeling the way I'm feeling because I am being, I'm triggered by a past situation that's very similar to this? Or is this really my gut feeling and something is off? Mm. And the moment I was able to connect what I was feeling to a trigger, I would let it go. If I wasn't able to connect it to a trigger, then I would address it with you. Can you walk me through what that process is like do you have a specific mm. process or did you trial and error along the way as far as you know 
separating the trigger or intuition? Mm, I'm sure I trial and error. Everything is trial and error. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know when and how, but I think I just, I just checked in with myself. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I know I can think of one specific trigger that I've, I've mentioned before. As a matter of fact, it might've been in that episode, toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. When early on the pandemic, you then started working from home, which I wasn't accustomed to you mm-hmm. working from home. So you working from home equated to me, you're just home. I forgot about the work part. So I was like, come watch this show with me or come hang out with me or let's go run errands together. And, you know, I just negated the fact that you were working. And mm-hmm. I used to be like, this is annoying. Like, come on, come spend time with me, you know? And so through our first marital therapist, she made me aware that that could be stemming from my childhood Mm-hmm. wanting and craving my single mother who worked a lot to just mm-hmm. spend time with me. So it was a trigger, not your fault. It was, just, but it was a trigger nonetheless. And that really, listen, anytime I can put my finger on something is like amazing. It's mm-hmm. the best feeling ever. Cause there's nothing worse than confusion and no clarity. This was clarity. And I realized that it, again, it had nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other, the trigger recently has been if if people are, are from enjoy the podcast uh the cooking situation mm-hmm. and how i used to in the worst delivery way ever this is before i read the way of the superior man but i used to always ask can you cook more or why mm-hmm. aren't you cooking you're not cooking enough mm-hmm. instead of saying honey i love the enchiladas that you make with the <laughs> green sauce i don't even like green sauce but the way you make it is amazing and i would love to have those and your other of my favorite meals more often mm-hmm. damn i wish i would have that delivery back then <laughs> that'd have been good. smooth junior that'd have been good okay um and i just remember you know it really would bother me and i don't really think you knew how much it or why rather it bothered me you knew how much it did but you were like what's i'm not the only wife out here that's not setting aside time to cook or i'm not the only wife out here would like you to cook more etc and I was able to identify why I felt the way I did and why I felt so strongly the way mm-hmm. I did through therapy, by the way. Perfect transition. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. <laughs> if you've ever felt like you needed to speak to a therapist or you needed to get some things off or work some things through, therapy will be your answer. And as a member of this community, you get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash JD10. That is betterhelp.com slash JD10 for 10% off your first month of therapy. Now, let's get back into the episode. As I was saying, through therapy, I realized that when my mom would cook for me, mm-hmm. very rare, but when she did, it was one of the very few times that we actually were able to just connect amongst each other. Mm-hmm. This is before there were cell phones. There was no distraction. It was just her and I. And we bonded. We talked about our days. We talked about whatever. And I just felt so loved. I felt like a priority to mm-hmm. her. I felt like she set aside time for us, not just me, but for us. And those memories are still very fresh, obviously, in my mind. Mm-hmm. So I found myself in today's situation with you. I wanted to recreate those, but with you. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the overall umbrella was the person that I love the most in life, the woman of my life, when she cooks for me, it makes me feel so loved. Mm-hmm. Back then it was my mom. Now it's you. And so that was a trigger for me that I really couldn't identify. 
mm-hmm. thankfully through therapy and through like the personal growth and just the the real want to figure it out. Because in the past, I used to just <laughs> point the finger and be like, you need to fix this shit without mm-hmm. taking any type of accountability or just want to understand where the root of it is. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a lot of moments when you would ask, demand. <laughs> Touche. Um, I knew it wasn't so much about me because even when we came up with solutions, cause I was, you know, it's not like I was sitting on the couch watching my favorite show while dinner time comes and you're expecting dinner. It was like, you know, I'm, I'm a very hardworking person mm-hmm. and, um, and I felt like when we came up with certain solutions that you would actually come up with, then I found myself meeting you um, halfway, halfway with that. And then you weren't, um, doing your part of it. And then you would complain again. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so are you complaining about me? Or are you complaining about yourself? Because you're the one not showing up. Yeah. And, um, and then we'd come up with another solution. So I think, um, you being able to dive into where that was really coming from was really important. I don't think you would have been able to do that because that's a hard one to dive into mm-hmm. connecting it to your childhood. Most childhood yeah. traumas are traumas are very, very hard to connect to what we are, um, triggered by as an adult present day. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's that's deep, and I think therapy is probably one of the main things that could probably get you there. One thousand percent. All right. So moving on in that same question is how and what do you do to continue your personal growth journey, and how do you embark into personal growth? Uh, I will just say that to continue your personal journey, this was actually something that um, I kind of and, and this doesn't have to be as long and detailed as the other answer was, but this is something that I really struggled with, which is. I always felt like I did enough to get me to this point through work. We mentioned therapy, et cetera, that I should have weeded out a lot of the bullshit. I should have healed everything I needed to heal. And then when I still had bullshit in my life and I still had healing to do, I'm like, when does this end? Like I got really frustrated. Mm -hmm. The perfect example is recently with my dad, as I explained in in that episode, Mm -hmm. episode two, by the way, of growing up without a father is at a all-time low in views. Oh. Yeah. I understand I'm in YouTube jail with the algorithm, and there's a lot of loyal, dedicated, who can relate fans out there, who community audience members who show love and support. But there are so many gems in that episode, it really bothers me that it wasn't shown as much love. Anyways, this is just me venting. I'm going to get back to it. So (laughs) it's so frustrating, YouTube. Um. That was the perfect example of feeling what I was feeling while trying to have an uncomfortable conversation with my father. I was like, what the, like, are you serious, JD? Mm -hmm. Like you still, and this is me talking to myself, literally sitting there. I'm like, how do I not have the answers by now? Like, why can't I figure this out with him? Why can't, why am I still triggered and, and like angry by him? And that's when I just remembered, like the healing never stops. Mm -mm. The work never stops. And as our therapist told us, sorry, told me recently, which was how your parents loved you had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with you. Yeah. And I think the more you can allow yourself to understand their upbringing and Mm -hmm. the history they have in their childhood and all of that stuff, I think that will probably be a lot of the answers you're missing. Yeah. And I'm sorry for everyone. I didn't mean to go on like a total sidetrack. Let's get back to the question here of um, continuing the personal journey. I brought up the dad story because it was a moment for me where I was like, 
damn, I, I still have to continue mm-hmm. this journey. It doesn't just end. Just because I have my wife, yeah. the one with my dreams, the Portuguese lover, mm. five mm, three, keep on coming. five three, Come with on. light brown eyes. <laughs> Let me just tell you, honey, too. This is no cap, but like, whatever you did today with your makeup, chef's kiss. <laughs> Looks great, honey. Thank you. Look beautiful. Thank you. So. The journey never stops just because I have all that I dreamed of, all that I prayed for, all that I manifested. You still have to continue the work to maintain <laughs> what you finally received. And that was a hard But sometimes the hardest thing in evolving is recognizing. And I think the fact that you were able to instantly recognize in that moment what you were missing and how you weren't ready and you still needed work, that's huge. That's a lot of growth. And I think without all the work that you've done, you probably wouldn't have been able to recognize that. No. And that was instant because I remember we were sitting on the couch with your dad and your brothers and we went to the room later and I was like, so are you, what are, what are you going to talk about with your dad? You're like, I don't think I am. And I was like, what? Why? And you said, I'm not ready. Yeah. You instantly recognized that you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And I did see a difference between you and your brother Marquise. Like Marquise was listening and understanding your dad. And you still were very triggered by him. Yeah. I was listening with the intention of not fixing, but helping him. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't looking to be helped. No. And it like took my like card in the game away from me. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do now. Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't have a plan B. But you can't fix everyone. (laughs) Right. Yeah. All you can do is really understand them. And I think that's even with us, like you'll like, I'll never be able to fix you. I could try to understand you. I could try to help guide you. I could try to do those things. But for me to actually try to fix you. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Realistic. It makes me also think about um, the fact that we live in the loudest block in LA. Sorry about the background noise but um this has been the story of our life the last couple <laughs> weeks here i swear <laughs> uh it makes me think of the quote of you cannot take accountability for things that you're not responsible for mm-hmm. and correct me if i'm wrong i think early on in our relationship and probably for a long stretch there were you taking accountability for things that maybe you weren't really responsible for as far as like pleasing me because remember I was very um it mentioned last night at dinner as I wrote down the note of um you felt like you had to be perfect mm-hmm. all the time and taking on that responsibility of like not letting me down or not mm. disappointing or doing everything I'm demanding instead of asking in the past did you kind of feel that way yeah I think I I naturally struggled with being a people pleaser but also when I entered the relationship with you I was trying to to fix that. I was trying to balance the self-love for myself while simultaneously giving it to other people. And I was still catching myself in moments where I was more worried about how I could please you than how I was able to please myself. Mm. And checking in with myself in those moments because we're not all perfect and we're still making mistakes and we're constantly growing and evolving. But um, I would check in with myself and I'm like, there's times where I knew it had nothing to do with me, but I wanted to help you understand Mm -hmm. um and i in in i think a big part of it was just not trying not to take those things personally and it's hard how do you do that because actually you you do it really well not only for yourself but in times where i have a conflict in my life where i'm taking it personal and i'm saying i shouldn't take this Mm -hmm. personal but i'm still taking it personal you have a really good way of kind of maneuvering yeah i mean the best way to 
you know, for when we get through our disagreements, the best way for us to do that is through communication. Mm -hmm. And I think in the same light that I communicate with you, I communicate with myself and I have those uncomfortable conversations with myself. I, whether it's journaling or just really trying to hone in on, on the core issue and in and also checking in with where my values and my boundaries are and, and recognizing that what it what it is that you're complaining about really has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And the more I was able to do that, the more instantly I was able to feel that what you were complaining about wasn't so much me and it was mm-hmm. more something that we had to work through and get to the bottom with you. Mm-hmm. And there is also a time and a place where you can present that because not in every moment that he's complaining about me, I'm like telling him like, nope, actually that's something yeah. with you. <laughs> you know, you got to listen. And, and you have to have delivery, right? Yeah. Because I would be hot. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. <laughs> and most people... I mean, till this day, yeah, like, yeah. you have a hard time when you receive something that's uncomfortable for you. You you immediately turn in, you know, you get um, heated. Yeah. Like and I can almost see like the fire, the steam coming out of your ears. Yeah, it, literally. And it's, it's, I was thinking it's, it's more so for me, it's like when I don't understand it, mm-hmm. it's like such a trigger back to that question, such a trigger for me when I, it's not that I, I, I think I'm for everyone and like, how could you not like me? It's, it used to be like that. It's far from that now, mm-hmm. but now it's more so like, I don't understand what they mean by this. And I'm like not trying to take it personal, but at the same time, like if it's a common pattern that I've heard before, well, then I'm the common denominator. I have to kind of take it personal and and Mm -hmm. get to work. So for me, it's like just until I understand it. And luckily, I have you to kind of work through that because you do. You help me understand it. You help me to to, um, choose the difference between, okay, this is a personal thing or, Mm -hmm. you know, actually they're probably just projecting and and we don't know what they're going through because we know you that that's not who you are. That's mm-hmm. not what you what you portray. So, yeah, I, I think it's important, though, to kind of identify all these things because that's a great question, by the way, from Fatima. Um, very, very good question. And yeah, I think the more <laughs> that someone is disconnected from themselves, they when they receive information, especially when they're not confident in certain things about themselves and then someone's telling them that they're lacking it, because they're not confident in it, they're going to question it. They're yeah. going to be triggered by it. It's going to get them like pissed yeah. off. But if you're, if you have that foundation built with yourself and that level of confidence, like, you know, I know that the sky is blue and white right now. So why would I care to argue with you if you're telling me it's purple? I'm just going to be like, okay, it's yeah. purple. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, it makes me think about early time in our relationship where I would test a lot mm-hmm. and you were kind of the same thing. Like, well, I know my worth and my value. I know my sky is blue and white right now. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me it's purple. Okay. Well, you know, it's just not going to work here kind of thing. And I remember early on thinking to myself when I would rather ask for forgiveness versus asking for permission. And when I would um, test the waters with you, the way 
you were so stern and firm in your your boundaries and your foundational um, pillars that you built throughout the years that I was like, damn, I, I'm not going to be able to get away with the shit that I used to be able to get away mm. with. Um, I've always admired that about you, and I, I know I talk about that a lot. Um, so if you want to just shed light on maybe how you were able to create a lot of those more or less like selfishly, I love myself so much and I know how much I have to bring to the table. And if it's not for you, that's okay. I think in um, certain past relationships, I did find myself holding on more to potential of people Mm -hmm. and, um, and putting them first before myself. So I think um, as I just dug deeper in myself and my self-worth and my my growth process in getting to know myself and knowing what I bring to the table with somebody, I didn't feel, I felt like I could walk away from anything and I'd be okay. So as easy as that is to say, or here, I guess, for people, mm-hmm. At what point, though, do you think, what if I'm walking away from a really good thing? I mean, if something's not serving me or if, or if I'm feeling like I'm being gaslighted or, or there's a lack of trust, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd be walking. Like, I don't think I would question whether I'm walking away from a good thing. Mm-hmm. So an- another thing, you kind of mentioned it earlier about being a people pleaser at times and I guess the question is, how do you separate being a people pleaser, but then also still sticking to your self-love and filling your love tank? That that was hard because I feel like I really, like I said earlier, I really struggled with that um, for a long time and even in the beginning of our relationship. And um, I think you would even tell me um, that I need to put myself first. And then when I would, he'd complain. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, not with me, with everyone else. (laughs) But um, wanting to just like please you. And I, I think I said this even in the toxic relationship episode where I felt like I was putting myself to the side Mm -hmm. and it started to feel toxic to me. Um, And, and you even would tell me sometimes that I needed to be, you you actually had like a good saying, like you being selfless is actually you being selfish, selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause you're selfishly being selfless. You're selfishly not spending the time for yourself cause you'd rather please others. And that is a form of being too selfless can make you selfish. Yeah. So I kind of created this little like rule for myself when I'm being asked to do something before I answer, because in the past, I would just automatically be, yes, Mm -hmm. sure. Do you want to come with me here? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, wait, I have so much stuff that I need to do. And then, you know, I felt like I was neglecting myself. So before I said yes to anybody, I needed to check in with myself first, like almost ask for permission. Mm -hmm. And I started doing that. And um, I felt like I was just more happier. The reason why I brought up the selfishness thing and the selfishness thing is because I would see people take advantage of you. Yeah. And I would see the amount of effort that you would put out and what you would give versus what you would receive. Mm-hmm. And it it breaks my heart to see you like that. So that's why I was saying, like, look, sometimes, you know, you're going to have to say no to people to say mm-hmm. yes to yourself. But that included you. And, and yeah, yeah, it included me. Um, 
and you know our situation is maybe too personal to talk about but it's it's more like the works stuff yeah. so it's still open wound so we mm-hmm. won't discuss that here but um you know again it's like just like you said going back to do i have the capacity to do this and or knowing that this would maybe hurt someone's feelings or maybe they take it the wrong way there's mm-hmm. a risk in that because how are they going to receive well, I do, it? Yeah, I do feel that um, there is a difference between self-love and being selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, how I distinguish the two is self-love is is knowing no matter what you deserve, I deserve to be happy. Mm-hmm. And selfishness is thinking no matter who it hurts, I deserve to be happy. Right. And, um, so I feel like that's the difference. And I never felt like no matter who it hurts, I'm going to like put myself first. Mm -hmm. It was more just like, no matter what I need to be happy. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with, you know, external people or anything. Great explanation. See what happens when you don't (laughs) overthink shit and just say what's on your chest. (laughs) Um, I'm just going through more comments to see if we can pull out anything here. Actually, I can read a couple of the, um, they're not necessarily questions, but just really nice comments. Uh, this is from Cecilia Navarro. Shay is tapped into her divine feminine energy. She embodies grace and poise. I didn't mm-hmm. grow up seeing that in my mother and barked back at my ex-husband and definitely avoided therapy, now looking back. In hindsight, that failed marriage was a wake-up call I needed, and I learned to love myself and become more confident. Some of us have to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right, moving along. So one of the things we really wanted to talk about today as well was uh, more updates on us and mm-hmm. some of the breakthroughs that we've discovered. And one in particular stemmed from us both getting COVID. <laughs> I don't mean to like be insensitive to anyone right now who has COVID or obviously has been affected by COVID, but we're laughing because go figure, we have to be very ill for us to have a breakthrough in our marriage. So, I mean, I think that that's where most breakthroughs come, come from is through adversity and the hard yeah, times. For sure. And also for your boy, I'm the type of person where I need to get ran over by a semi truck in order for me to understand things sometimes. So (laughs) that's why I was laughing with the COVID thing. Um, So we have this breakthrough. We're in therapy and we realize that I believe it was you saying that at times in our relationship throughout the years, you have felt like a burden Mm -hmm. and inconvenience at times in certain departments or situations. And that you have this uh, standard to uphold of perfection mm-hmm. that I demand. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I, it's more so in the past when I've been sick with you. Okay. I feel that you have somehow made that about you. What me being sick, how it was affecting you rather than just comforting me being sick. Yeah. So I never felt like I was given space to be sick or not feel good or have a bad day. Mm-hmm. which is people are like, wait, what <laughs> you married? <laughs> what? Uh, that sounds completely wild. Unfortunately, that was the truth for mm-hmm. a large majority of our relationship. 
I was able to identify really quick because people are probably wondering why I stayed and all of that stuff. How did you know? How did you know? So <laughs> in, in those moments, I, that's that going back to what I said earlier is like, I didn't take how you were being personal. I knew that it was something that had nothing to do with me. And I knew that you were at the same time doing so much work that I knew one day that that was going to be surfaced for you. And during COVID, here we Yeah. That, you hoped. Maybe you didn't know, but you hoped. No, that I one knew. Day it, would, you, it would serve. I knew. I knew because I knew, like, even stuff now I, like, that I know that you still need work on. I know that you're going to get there. I have that confidence in oh. you. Well, thank you, honey. For believing in me because at times I'm, I'm like i don't even know but i'm, I'm gonna put the work in i will find out so i appreciate it i'm like donda hey <laughs> see i'll be listening to my consultations <laughs> shannon wait i said, said that, that today i wasn't even here today I had a consultation today and i was like we all need our inner donda if anyone hasn't watched the uh genius netflix documentary on kanye his relationship with his mom is beyond incredible and talk about your biggest fan and mm-hmm. the most supportive encouragement uh, uh from a person his mom embodied all mm-hmm. of that so and um, she knew he was going to be what he ended up being before he was what he is exactly so thank you for being my donda <laughs> honey as i was going to say about you know how how could you marry someone like that etc because it's it just sounds terrible and and unfortunately it is it, it was terrible um i can only imagine and i was i was able to thankfully though put my finger mm-hmm. on where that stemmed from why I, I had a real hard time showing compassion and empathy when you mm-hmm. would be sick. And in the most contradicting way, I would demand your 110% level mm-hmm. of compassion and empathy when I would be sick. So go figure. And how I was able and, and what I was able to put my finger on and identifying all this was my childhood. I felt like a burden mm-hmm. to my mom. In a lot of ways of her being a single mother, I, I knew she had to provide financially for certain things. I just wish she was able to be home more. Mm-hmm. And so when asking, can you be home more? It was like, I can't. You know, I got to do this. I got to do that. Okay. Uh, you had your knee. Sophomore year uh, in high school, I blew out my left knee. And uh, my mom had to pick me up from school. She had to leave work. And I could just sense the like, oh, like the inconvenience that I caused. Mm-hmm. Not my fault. Mm-hmm. But here we are. She has to leave work to come cater yeah. to me, and I and I felt like like I'm I, I'm like should I apologize? I was like my, my knee hurts. Like I don't even <laughs> know what the hell. Like how was this my fault? You know. And I, and I remember feeling that way and, and mm-hmm. carrying that weight. And I remember she brought me home. She had to help me in the house. She she elevated my my leg up on the table, and then was like, all right, I'm going back to work. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Like I can't move. My my knee is the size of four softballs. Mm-hmm. You can't. What if I have to pee? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't leave me. And I remember like moments and and I can give plenty more examples and this is no shade to my mom. This is just, again, me identifying why the, the repeated behavior instead of repairing Mm -hmm. behavior happened and where it stemmed from subconsciously, subconsciously her. Yeah. Her ways. And so all that to say that when I would be sick or I would be hurt, I realized that I was an inconvenience or a burden to her. Mm -hmm. So therefore I had to figure it out on my own. So fast forward today, I'm like, figure it out on your own. (laughs) <laughs> you know, in, in, in a way, like a tough love kind of thing, which unfortunately is the truth. But again, mm-hmm. I'm able to identify and I'm able to be aware of it. And now I, I can apply the necessary mm-hmm. things. So fast forward to you getting COVID mm-hmm. this time. And thank God I was the opposite. 
uh, that I was in the past. Mm-hmm. And you didn't reckon, you didn't know that you were being different. I recognized it because I was like, whoa, like he's actually comforting me. He's actually like caring about how I'm feeling and all of that. And, um, and I think I sat you down and thanked you and mm-hmm. you were like, that's weird. <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah. It was in therapy. No, I thanked you before therapy. Oh, okay. okay. And, but then we brought it up and ther- I brought it up in therapy of how I, you know, I was kind of giving him his flowers hey. and <laughs> never heard you say that. <laughs> I was giving him his flowers and letting him know, um, and letting our therapist know like the progress. Cause we had a little bit of a gap with the therapist. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when I was communicating it, that's when you were like, Oh yeah. I remember thinking when you thanked me, like, that was weird. Like I was only doing what I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, what I naturally wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, and you didn't recognize or put the pieces together of how you used to be before. Yeah. So it was a moment of realizing your, your growth and then putting the piece together of like, wow, that's actually how I felt when I was a child with my mom. Mm-hmm. And it was an emotional moment for you. Yeah. Because I just realized, like, I took myself back to younger JD and remembering feeling like this hurts, this sucks. Mm -hmm. And then I put my wife through that same feeling. So it really broke my heart because you don't deserve that, obviously. And and I never meant to intentionally repeat that type Mm -hmm. of behavior, especially knowing how it felt. Mm -hmm. So it it was it was hard to receive. And also because of how much I care about Mm -hmm so much that I care about being the best version and helping and all this other stuff. I had a moment of like relapse, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like in this department, I'm not who I think I am Mm -hmm. as I was recently told. And the difference between you with your mom as a child versus me with you as an adult is as a child, we do need our parents as an adult. I didn't need you. So I don't think it really affected me. I wasn't missing anything. You being um, comforting and loving and um, giving me space when I was sick. I felt like that was like an added bonus. But if you didn't comfort me, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. But when Mm -hmm. you tried to turn it around on what you were missing, I was like, I'm the one sick, like, mm-hmm. you know. Do you think it was a situation when you finally received what you always wanted? It was like, I didn't even know, like, that I needed this still because you never got it from me. Not that I never know knew I needed this, but it actually brought me back to childhood because mm. my mom was like that towards me. She was very comforting, very yeah. loving, like would drop her entire day. <laughs> Sounds um, like the opposite of my mom. <laughs> to to cater to me when I was sick or not feeling good and I could have like the most minimal thing wrong with me and my mom would and sometimes I probably manipulated it in a sense where I'm like ooh, I want my mom to cook for me all day I'm gonna pretend like my stomach's upset you know so it was quite the opposite where um it brought you back to your childhood in a negative way and you doing it for me brought me back to my childhood in a positive way yeah which is amazing And also, too, let me just say from my mom, you know, who's obviously not here to speak on her behalf. Mm -hmm. I know that that's how she was raised. Mm -hmm. So, again, just that repeated behavior. And so um, I think that's why I was also so emotional, because I was like, oh, I can stop it. (laughs) Like, I'm aware of Mm -hmm. it now to put an end to it. Mm -hmm. It made me also emotional to think, did I do that with my daughter? Ironically, though, thankfully, I never did. Mm -hmm. Um, Anytime she was sick with me or whatever, I I would... um, go above and beyond knowing that that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. 
And now I'm sitting here thinking, well, why the hell was it so hard to do that with you? And I think the only difference is because it's the child in my daughter and it was the child in me. And here mm-hmm. you are as an adult, mm-hmm. I guess. Maybe. Maybe. I think, too, it also kind of like in your mom's defense goes back to love languages where your mom probably had it in her head where I have to get back to work because that's how I provide. And by providing, whether it's buying you what you need or want, is how she gives love. Yeah. Hmm. Never looked at it like that. When back then I just wanted the acts of service mm-hmm. <laughs> of like, please help me take care of this knee. I can't walk. And um, the the touch and quality time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, you know, just I'm thinking out loud here. Um, I do everything I can. And this is again so fresh because my dad was just here. I do everything I can to be the opposite of them. Like I really do. And and no offense or offense. I don't know to them, but I, mm-hmm. I really do. I, And so... I find myself though in moments like this doing exactly what they did and I'm repeating the same behavior and I'm, and I'm Mm -hmm. like very much so a part of them. And for anyone who needed to hear this, if you can relate to that, if you are still practicing a lot of things about yourself, character wise and personality wise that you picked up from someone you're trying to not be, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not necessarily here to, to give you advice. I guess I'm just saying you're not alone. Like I, I can totally relate to you. And most of the time, the things that bother you about somebody else, it's because you have it in yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mirror. Yeah. It's too soon. <laughs> Speaking of triggers. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because when we first started dating, I remember you used to complain about certain things about your mom. And I would think I'm like, so strange he does exactly <laughs> that <laughs> uh yeah well <clears throat> that may conclude uh today's episode you don't sound satisfied i, I it's so rare for me to cut him this short my goal was to have 30 to 40 minutes per episode this yeah. season and i'm like probably at 40 now and i'm like yeah. i feel like i'm missing something or i should be doing more yeah well, if you want some more of me, you know where to find me. <laughs> if you're not working. Have your people call my people. <laughs> exactly. That's more the better answer. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope this was helpful. I, I hope everyone can relate to it. And I hope you enjoyed seeing the Portuguese lover. And if you're listening, I hope you enjoyed the voice of an angel. <laughs> and my lovely wife, who still has her maiden last name. <laughs> If anyone specializes in that and would like to help your boy out, uh, <laughs> that would be great. You know, I heard it's such a process. Yeah. So is finding you. <laughs> but I found you. And I'm here. <laughs> so that's an excuse. Um, You're so smooth. Your dad would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> I got a mouthpiece for sure. All right, honey. Well, I love you. Wait, hold on. Let me say that better. <laughs> I didn't mean to just be lucky. <laughs> that sounds so I almost had a follow-up trash. question. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me do better. <laughs> okay, honey, I am very proud of you for coming on. Again, this was our fourth time's a charm right here, trying to get the ball rolling with this episode. Between str- Sirens, Chicago. <laughs> we struggled. Hopefully we got the, the dust and rust off of us and hey bars and um you know we'll be smooth next time 
Um, I love you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of us. It is nice to be able to laugh at a lot of the stuff that was not funny back when. <laughs> Thank God we are in this place now. And uh, I always say this, but we need to do this more often. I'm sure that people would love to have you on more. So, no comment. Okay. <laughs> no, crickets. Is there a cricket by There might be. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so I, I do have a favor to ask the audience though. If you can please DM me, don't DM Shay. She's never on Instagram. And, um, sometimes the, the comments are a little bit difficult to get to on YouTube or the reviews on Apple podcasts. Not that you shouldn't leave both. Uh, just DM me any kind of topics you would like Shay and I to discuss. Because I think I struggle with like, what is now our norm that may be helpful for people. Mm -hmm. So if you have any type of, you know, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, ideas, all the above, DM me. Here's my IG. Well, if you're listening, it's at Mr. Just Davis. And uh, we can hopefully provide some people what they want. All right. Until next time. Love and light. Love and light. No, get your own <laughs> send off. Figure it out, Shane. <laughs> you got a send-off? I don't know. Create it. Never. Now's the time. I don't know. I would say something with love. I already said I love I would have probably light. said love and light. Too late. All right, beautiful people. Love and light. Go ahead. What's your send-off? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>